Hi, I'm David Kyes, and I run R for the Rest of Us. You may think of R as a tool for complex statistical analysis, but it's much more than that. From data visualization to efficient reporting to improving your workflow, R can do it all. On this podcast, I talk with people about how they use R in unique and creative ways. Join me and learn how R can help you. Well, I'm delighted today to be joined by Sylvia Canalone, um, a postdoc in biostats, epidemiology, and informatics at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Sylvia, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm excited to talk to you today. You have done a lot of work on um, the Sharingan package, which is um, one way that you can actually make presentations directly from R, from R Markdown specifically. Um, but before we get into that, I'd like to know just kind of a little bit about your background, if you don't mind just kind of giving us your brief background and then um, specifically kind of give the overview, but then also talk about your, your introduction to R and kind of how you use R today. Sure. So... I think to start, I'll just say I'm a biomedical engineer by training. That's what I did my bachelor's and my doctorate in. And uh, during graduate school, I was doing like cell culture work and collecting my own data. And so I really didn't have like large data sets that I was having to wrangle. Um, but when I switched to my current position as a postdoc at Penn, I specifically wanted to get trained in working with large medical data sets. And um, so when I took this job, one of the first things I had to do was learn how to use R and um, in order to access the data sets securely through a secure server and then be able to wrangle them. And sometimes these data sets can have, you know, millions of different medical records for different patients at the Penn Medicine hospital system. Um, so that's that was my introduction to R. It was through this job, which I started three and a half years ago, and I was learning through code snippets and like scripts that my manager would share with me so I could kind of get started and know how to do some basic functions and then kept learning um, on my own through, you know, Stack Overflow and different online videos and R for Data Science and all these different resources. So you didn't, it sounds like you didn't actually use R uh, in your, in grad school yourself. Is that, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I was just using Excel during graduate school and then used R when I transitioned to my postdoc. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, that's good. I Another uh, Excel to uh, R person. That, that was my background as well. It's interesting because mm -hmm. I, I kind of assume people, your work is way outside of my um, area because I'm, I'm an anthropologist by training. So I just assume everybody in your area uses, you know, SAS or Stata or, or R. Um, so that's interesting to hear that you were um, using Excel, what what were some of the things? I mean, you talked about how switching to R allowed you to work with larger data sets, you know, work directly with um, databases in 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 a secure way. I, I'm curious if there are other things that have changed for you since you made that transition to R. Uh, yeah, I think it's been really nice to have that the programming component of it and being able to automate tasks has been really nice. And I know that people who um, people can program in Excel and have, you know, be able to do pretty complex things, but that's never something I spent much time on. Um, and yeah, and I do have some programming in my background through MATLAB, but even that I didn't really use during graduate school. Um, but I've always liked that aspect of, 
of working with numbers and being able to automate things and just have have that blueprint to come back to whenever I want to revisit an analysis or something that's always been really helpful and um, and yeah and I think since learning R there's just so much that it can do and even just with data visualizations and the different packages available to run different analyses and even just wrangle the data and figure out what what's in the data set um, and do some exploratory analysis that's been really 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 beneficial with R. Yeah I wonder if you could give an example of some task um, that you've been able to automate, something you do kind of, you know, I don't know, weekly or monthly or whatever it is, that R has helped you to to automate. And because I don't know anything about, you know, the area you work in, um, maybe explain it to me like I'm, what's the, what's the subreddit? Like explain it to me like I'm five or something like that. Um, so. <laughs> I guess I would say one example of something cool and it was one of my first projects when I started was that we had all these different like patient encounters or visits. So every time somebody goes for any kind of medical visit, there is a record of their visit that's, um, you know, entered into their like patient history. And, and so in our particular lab, uh, I work with someone named Mary Regina Boland and our focus is on studying pregnancy related outcomes. And so we had data for all of the female patients at Penn between a certain period of time, like a certain period of years. And we needed to identify which patients um, had delivered babies at Penn because it was just sort of everybody, but not everybody had delivered. And so I ended up using R to, to try to tease out one patient from another and then to tease out different pregnancies between within one patient. And so there's this the way to be able to use functions in R really makes that um, a lot easier. And to be able to look at trends over time and do different analyses, for example, of different um, different outcome rates. So, for example, preterm births or stillbirths, those kind of things that you'd want to track to do population health research. It R makes it so easy to just be able to look at one year, you know, across like a year, a whole sequence of years or to look at the entire period of time and see how things change. Those kind of things were really helpful because I remember when I when I first started wrangling an R, I would have separate analyses for each year and then being able to understand how to use dplyr to make those things a lot easier and to do the summaries that I needed. Um, it was a total game changer. Yeah, definitely. And I always tell people, you know, I mean, since you came from Excel as well, like I know R can be intimidating and what i like to tell people is that our like the code is really just the series of steps of things that you would of points and clicks that you would do in excel and you know i always mm -hmm. when i worked in excel people would always say oh yeah you should like document what you're doing like have a word document or whatever where you lay out you right. know every time we get this data this these are the steps we do okay. and it's like yeah i know i should do that but like let's be real very few people actually do that or at least do that in any kind of comprehensive way. Whereas with R, by it's not just that you can automate it, but by having that code, you have that record of everything that's done. So you can see not only yeah, yeah, not only automate it, but like see it at any point. And if there's a mistake, you know right away, as opposed to Excel, where it's like, I don't know which point or click was was the thing that I did wrong. 
Yes, totally. I can definitely relate to that. I remember because the data are living in a secure database, um, I, I wanted to be able to confirm that I had pulled in what I thought I'd pulled in to R. And I remember with R Markdown, it was so nice to be able to see, to have the little chunk of code that was bringing in the data and then to be able to just look at it um, in the output and, and confirm that I had done what I needed to. And then with each step, like you're saying, be able to confirm that I completed the task that I was hoping to. Um, R Markdown is really great for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's talk a bit about Sharingan. So Sharingan is a package to make um, slides directly from our markdown. Uh, I'm curious what your introduction to Sharingan was. Yeah, I was trying to, in anticipation for this, I was trying to remember exactly where I first dipped my toes into Sharingan. Um, I had been using PowerPoint before, and I think I had... I think I had made a slide show using slides.com and that was like my first experience making HTML slides and I really liked it and I really liked that I could share a link to the audience members and they could follow along and have all the resources just there anything I had linked in there they had they would already have access to um and so I think at some point I had been exposed to a a slide deck that someone had made using R and it seemed like very much the same, you know, had the same kind of features that I enjoyed from slides.com. And so I think that's when I first started looking into it. And I learned from Allison Hill, I think it's called Making Slides with R Markdown. And that that workshop, the set of slides that she made for a workshop for our studio com um, some years ago, I learned all of, um, yeah, how to get started and how to format everything through that resource. And then that's what I based other teaching resources that I made off of. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like before you switched to Sharingan, you used PowerPoint, which of course will be familiar uh, to many folks, slides.com. Um, so I'm curious when you made the switch, what kind of benefits you saw, um, what, what it allowed you to do maybe that you weren't able to do previously? I think one of the things I really enjoyed was that I, everything was in Markdown. You know, I could I could use my IDE and just um, I was already familiar with R Markdown, so that format felt really nice. Being able to use, um, you know, a hash for headings and um, all those little things that we enjoy about Markdown, I could just use to make slides, and I didn't have to think about like placement of things like my process with PowerPoint was always like okay generate a new slide and then you might fill in the title if you're using like some kind of template and then um, you know sometimes the PowerPoint templates will give you boxes for you to put things but then you oftentimes have to like move them and um, and so there was something nice about not having to to really think about that and just knowing that the the boxes are kind of going to be in the same place yeah. If I was starting off with uh, with code that was like reproducing something. Um, but also just that piece about sharing the the resources, like it's, it was very common, as I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with this, for you to give a presentation to PowerPoint and for somebody to ask, oh, are you going to share the slides or, oh, can I get a copy right. of those? And like, could you email them to me? Um, but if everybody has a link to the HTML slides, then it's so easy, you know, and they can follow along at their own pace. They can revisit it. 
Um, I can update things pretty, you know, right up until I present if I really, really want to, yeah. which is not a great practice, but you know, <laughs> yeah. you can. Um, yeah. and, and just update them later if you feel like, you know, your audience just always has access to the presentation you just gave, which is really nice. That's really interesting. I, ha I hadn't thought about that because I know when I have introduced people to Sharingan, people who have never used um, HTML slides, they're like, what, what HTML? Like, no, I want some, you know, PowerPoint or maybe PDF, but the idea that it would be an HTML is kind of foreign, but I hadn't thought about, I mean, for me, I just say, well, you know, it's fine. Like you just put it in a browser and you show it the same as you show anything else, but mm -hmm. being able to then post things online really easily as a secondary benefit is, is huge. I hadn't thought about that explicit. I mean, I do that, but yeah, I hadn't thought that, about that explicitly as a benefit. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice one for sure. And then, of course, there's like the really nice aspects of using Sharingan about using code and then being able to produce a figure and have that already right. be in your slides and not having to worry about which version of this table or figure did I make and what do I need to edit and, you know, right. all that mental work you don't have to do if you're just using, if you're generating the output using code, which is awesome. Yeah, also. well, definitely. And I mean, I was working recently with a client who we produced a like a PDF based report, but then she needs to also give a presentation. And so I haven't I haven't followed up to confirm, um, but my hope was that she would just basically take a bunch of the code that we had written you know, to make the figures and tables mm -hmm. in the report and just put those straight into Sharingan slides and, and share those, which is a huge time saver. Yes, absolutely. Especially tables. Like I only just now is realizing how much time it takes to fill in those pre-made tables in PowerPoint, you know, but, um, and then if you, you know, obviously if you change the analysis and numbers are all different, then you have to go and sure. edit all those again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a time saver for sure. Um, so just out of curiosity, like, cause I know our markdown can, um, export to PowerPoint, for example, and there are packages, of course, that can do that. So I'm curious, um, I mean, you talked about the benefit like of having an HTML file, but I'm curious why you like Sharingan versus, you know, using that approach to, cause that would still give you the advantage of working in our markdown. It would just export to a different format. So what, what is it about, mm. why do you like to, to export to, to Sharingan as your, as your output format? Um, well, you know, it's a good question. I mean, now where I am right now, I would say the biggest reason would be, um, accessibility. Sharingan slides are very accessible mm. to people that use screen readers and, huh. And so audience members have, in general, and, you know, obviously not just people that use screen readers, but audience members, when they have that HTML version of the slides, they have some control over what it looks like. You know, sometimes if somebody has preset styling that they like to see on websites, you know, font sizes, that sort of thing, um, those can carry over to Sharingan slides, too. Like there's, there's a little bit of control that people have, which I think is really nice. Um, yeah. but also there's, if I were to share as a PowerPoint, there's still that, like, it's still a snapshot. It's a snapshot of my presentation. And, and so there's something that I really like about having it live, living on the web somewhere 
And then at any point in time, somebody could look at it. And then at any point in time, I could make an update to it if I wanted to. Um, yeah, that feels nice for some reason to be able to just have it living online. Yeah, definitely. And that accessibility piece is, is really important. I know, I mean, that's something you do a lot of work on as well. So you talked about PowerPoint, you know, it has obviously like templates you can use, um, which as you said, can be in some ways distracting because if you're anything like me, I imagine you kind of spend a bunch of time like, oh, I need to just move this over here. And then you spend all your time like moving things around, not actually thinking about the content. <laughs> but a lot of times people um, will find sharing gun a little bit more intimidating at first because it, um, they're like, how do I edit this? Can you talk mm -hmm. a bit about kind of like in general the 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 process of making or or even using existing themes and 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 how that works to kind of style your your presentations? Okay, so there are some themes that are already built into Sharingan, and um, one of them being like the Our Ladies thing, for example, that Allison Hill designed and then got wrapped up into the Sharingan package, and so those themes can be really nice. Um, because I think the ones that are built in, are, most of them are, are built around some kind of central idea or some like style guide or something. So with the Our Ladies theme, Allison was guided by colors that, you know, the Our Ladies organization uses. And um, which makes it really a really popular choice for people that want to make presentations in that context. You just have something that's already themed. And there are, I think, a handful of other themes built in also that people have designed for their own universities or institutions and so it gives it some in that context it gives it like a little bit more of like a professional vibe if you're not presenting your research or something yeah. um and you know if it has a logo in there somewhere you know there's some niceties to having those built-in themes ready to go and um and then as i'm sure we'll chat about um soon is there's also other sharing in packages that help make or like companion packages that help um, make sharing and slides themed exactly the way that you want them to without having to learn too much CSS, yeah. which is what's used to style HTML pages. Yeah, definitely. Well, Sylvia, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing about sharing about sharing on. Um, okay. And <laughs> I think this is uh, going to be really helpful for folks who are interested in learning to make the presentations within R. Uh, if folks want to learn more about you, connect with you, what would be the best places to do that? Best place would be my personal website, which is also made with R, and it's uh, sylviacanalon.com. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks, Sylvia. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thanks again for inviting me to participate in this. Thanks again for listening. I hope you found this conversation interesting. Uh, if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it. David at rfortherestofus.com.